0: If you or someone you know is looking for reliable legal assistance in the Caribbean, look no further than Caribbean Legal Solutions, your ultimate connection to trustworthy attorneys across the Caribbean. So whether you're a Caribbean residing in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., or anywhere else in the world, they connect you with reliable attorneys based in your home country. Their extensive vetting process and network ensure a peace of mind and accountability. Need help with land ownership, estate matters, or maybe even a local referral here in the U.S.? Their team bridges the gap, reducing your workload and providing you with vetted attorneys for virtually any legal matter. Caribbean Legal Solutions is your reliable partner for legal needs, both local and abroad. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and it's not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. You're listening to the Carry On Friends Podcast, Episode 36, Part 1. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community with your host, Carrie Ann Reed-Brown. This episode was brought to you by the Ambition Collection t-shirt. Do you have beer ambition? Do you have ambitious friends that you're doing ambitious things with? Or is your ambition up? Way up. Is your ambition up like seven? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to shop the Carry On Friends Ambitious Collections today at carryonfriends.com forward slash ambition. Get the t-shirt or shirts that show off your level of ambition. You know, it's a summertime and you should wear your ambition in style. Get 10% off using coupon code ambition10. Visit carryonfriends.com forward slash ambition. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. This is episode 36, part 1. Now, before I get into explaining why the episode is part one and part two, let me just say happy Caribbean American Heritage Month, happy immigrant month, and I am so excited and I'm so honored, and I'm just feeling like all levels of badge wearing and stripe wearing that I'm an immigrant and I'm also from the Caribbean. And for this month, we have um, on the blog a lot of exciting things. We have the Caribbean American Month series where um, I partner partnered with Michaela of Style and Vibes to feature five women and their experiences from a Caribbean-American perspective on entrepreneurship and culture. And so that is on the blog. And um, we're publishing one video every week for this month to really like celebrate the month. We're also, as you heard, this show is sponsored by the Ambition Collection t-shirts. We launched a t-shirt talking about ambition. There are three different t-shirts that really celebrating and acknowledging the ambitious backbone makeup of you, the listener. So... If you're ambitious, you have beer ambition and you have ambitious friends and your ambition up like seven, really please support the t-shirts, really. They're stylish and I think it's just, I've been getting some wonderful feedback on it. So please support it. There's a discount code and you'll get 10% off your order. Also for um, this month, we are, hmm. There's a couple events that we'll be doing. We'll be do- And so um, look out for the social shares on that. Um, I can't speak to much of the events it until the details have been finalized, but there's just really, really a lot going on for this month, for Caribbean American Heritage Month and Immigrant Month, and I'm so excited. The reason why this episode is broken up into parts one and two is because my guest today gave so much information, so much information that the show went on quite for uh, a long time and I did not want the episode to go too far over the one hour marks. So I really had to cut it in half. The guest on the show today is Romola Lucas. She is an attorney and she's also the co-founder of Caribbean Film Academy. And she gave so much information on our topic today, which is the basics, starting a business and protecting your brand. And in part one, I'll be focusing more on the starting the business and part two, we'll talk more more about protecting the brand. And also, as a disclaimer, I was having some sound issues, and so it's not quite the sound quality that I usually have, but let me say, when you have lemon, you make lemonade, hey... (laughs) So, I made lemonades and we went with what we had. And, um, but, sound quality aside, there was just some really great information, and um, I think you would like this episode. So, I won't keep you waiting any longer. Here is part one of my interview with Ramola Lucas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends podcast. I'm so excited that you are tuning in to this episode. And for this episode, we have um, Ramola Lucas. I will hand it over to Romola for her to tell you a little bit more about her. So, Romola, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Ann, for having me. Um, So, my name is Romola Lucas. I'm an attorney here in New York City. I attended Howard University for law school, which is one of the best decisions I made. (laughs) Um, And I practice uh, estate planning. I do some tax. I do lots of uh, transactional work specifically related to contracts. And I love practicing law. All
0: right, awesome. So I know you're on this episode in the capacity of talking about the basics of starting a business and protecting your brand, but I don't want to forget the other side of you that people should also know, and that is you are the?
1: The, One of the founders of the Caribbean Film Academy, (gasps) which is is a nonprofit uh, that was uh, created to share and support the work of Caribbean filmmakers
0: awesome all right, so which 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 makes makes it even more um, apropos for this conversation because not only you know you you're you're you you've experienced both sides of the table for lack of a better word when it comes to entrepreneurship and setting up your projects and you know you know doing things the right way from a legal perspective. But oh wait, I didn't ask you. Um, so which island are you representing? If no one has picked up on our accent yet.
1: Well, no island. Um, We are culturally Mm -hmm. and uh, linguistically a part of the Caribbean.
0: Uh But we're not an
1: island. We are Guyana. Yes. So I'm from Guyana.
0: Yes. So yes, Guyana is part of South America. And while it's not an island, we are, you know, Guyana is part of that regional family that we call the Caribbean. So big up to my GT, Massive. So. So, um, all right. So the first question that I have, um, and I know people have asked me is, you know, when starting a business, what is what is the first thing people should think about? Other than whether the business plan is solid, when it comes to forming a business legally, what's like one of the first things people should consider? Right.
1: So I would say the first step would be to do your research in terms of understanding what the requirements are for any business in your state, mm-hmm. in your city, and in your local municipality, for lack of a better way of saying it. So, if you're in New York and you're living in and you're going to start your business in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. then then you need to understand what New York State requires, what New York City requires, and what Brooklyn requires. Right. In 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 order for your business to operate without and being in compliance with all of the laws.
0: Okay. Great. I I love that Romola said that because um, if you are not in the U.S., you know, um, laws vary on um, different levels. There's a state level, a city level, and – even maybe a county level, um, because New yeah. York is also kind of unique in how it's set up. Um, so in terms of the general legal entities or types of businesses that people can start, you know, could you just give us a brief overview of the different categories or types of um, business entities?
1: Right. So for the most part, we're talking about, you know, so- Business sizes from individuals all the way up to humongous corporations, right. and we can we can go you know the gamut from there. So individuals tend to form sole proprietorships, mm-hmm. which is it's just one person or maybe a couple, and they you you just start operating as a business. Maybe you get a name, and also known as it's called a, a DBA, doing business as name, mm-hmm. and usually that you need to register in your city. Right. So if you have a business in Brooklyn, you need to go down to City Hall and not, not Brooklyn City Hall, New York City City Hall mm-hmm. and apply for doing business as name so that you can be properly accounted for in, if you are running a sole proprietorship. That's really the only thing that's needed. Outside of that, there's a general partnership, which is where two or more people come together and and it functions similarly to a sole proprietorship except that the people generally are not related to each other. Mm -hmm. So they may be friends or just business partners and they form a general partnership. And again, very minimal registration requirements. It's similar to the sole proprietorship where you get a doing business as name and you can operate your business along those lines. Okay. And then there's a limited partnership, which is a general partnership with limited partners. Limited meaning that they don't fully share in the profits and losses of the business. Mm-hmm. But their you know, losses specifically are limited to the amount of money that they've invested in the business. So, you know, there, there'll be general partners who are running the business and then there'll be limited partners who may have invested. But they won't be responsible for the full liability of the company if something happens, only to the extent of what they invested. I see.
0: I see. So let me just do a quick recap before we're going. So sole sure, proprietorship okay. is the easiest and even – so my husband and I technically could have a sole proprietorship and right. um, the, the the most that's required if I choose to do business outside of Carrie Ann Reed Brown and decide to do business as Carry On Friends, I would need to file a document to say – that I'm doing business as carry on friends.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: And I would just file that with, not on a state level, but maybe on a city level of the, the most um, local level.
1: Right. Okay. Uh-huh.
0: General partnership is one where it's you. It's I could go into business with um, another friend of mine, and we are equal partners. Is that
1: right? The the default is that you're equal equal partners, partners. unless unless you have a partnership agreement, which we'll get into later.
0: Okay. And and is this on this is on a state level now or is this still on is,
1: this is still on a local level
0: local level all right cool I'm glad you said that and then there's a limited partnership where I can have other people similar to eh, the only difference with the general partnership is that the liability and maybe the interest in the company are different are maybe a split. 70 yeah. 30 you know whatever right. split we decide on okay cool and these right. are all on the, the local level um, well
1: not the, the limited partnership is a step up okay this is a because because there's now a difference in the way money gets distributed or in and invested this is now typically you would have to register with the state States. if you're forming a limited partnership yeah awesome.
0: Awesome. All right. So let's move on to the other entities.
1: All right. So next up is the Limited Liability Partnership, which, again, is similar to the general partnership. And the thing with um, these businesses, which we haven't mentioned, is there's there's this element of personal liability. And this is where it starts. This is, this is what distinguishes. This is one of the things, I should say, that distinguishes the different types of um Business structures that you can come up with. Mm-hmm. So, personal liability for negligence is a, is an important concept. Mm-hmm. So, if you are a sole proprietor, for example, you are personally liable for anything that you do that's negligent that ends up in someone else being hurt. Right. And that could be like you have a a store, and someone a customer comes into your store, trips over the you know the door jam, mm-hmm. and falls and gets injured. Then you're personally liable. What that means is that they can sue you, and if they do, and they win, then they can go after everything that you own personally in your own name. Right.
0: So, I, in terms of the liability, right, the trip and fall is easy. Is it the same for another type of liability? So, let's say yes. All right.
1: So, I, so, so, let, so let's let's say. Let's say you write a blog. So you don't have a physical structure if right. you write a blog. So, you know, there's potential for you to use someone else's intellectual property. Right. Um, there's a possibility of defamation mm-hmm. um, where you write something about someone and they, you know, they think that you're defaming them. In either of those cases, again, if you are sued and the, the plaintiff wins, then they can go after all of the assets that you have that are titled in your own name.
0: All right. So, folks, you know, you know, it's serious business when you are trying to start a business. And, you know, it's really important that you get the right professional help, whether it's uh, through an attorney, at, like similar to Ramola, or um, a tax um, professional. Because as Ramola kind of alluded to, there's financial implications. And I guess accountants kind of have some general idea of how those implications are spread.
1: Yeah, um, that that is true. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right, so we have the LLP, and the LLP is also on a state level.
1: Yes, and the partners in a limited liability partnership, Mm -hmm. the way that this can work, if one partner is negligent, then the other partners are not liable for that partner's negligence. Mm -hmm. So in this case, this is what limited liability means. Right, right, okay. So Um, in in
0: essence, the other partners are kind of insulated, and the company itself is kind of insulated from maybe one person's negligence. negligence. Okay. Exactly.
1: And this is typically the type of structure you would use for professional services. I was so just going
0: to ask that. Right. Lawyers. So lawyers,
1: accountants, you know, any type of professional service providers, um, this is a, a good uh, form of a business to engage in. Okay, great.
0: The next would be LLCs.
1: Well, one more. Uh, there, there's also the limited liability, limited partnership.
0: So there's the LLP that we just did and...
1: LLP. Oh, boy. And this is also a a state-level type um, structure. And what happens here is that any general partners in the business are are shielded from liability, again, from any personal liability.
0: Very interesting. And then we have finally,
1: like, one of the popular ones, the LLC. One of the more popular ones, the LLC. Yes. Um, so again, this, this can be formed by any number of people Mm -hmm. and usually people who are not, they can be related. It doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that is not relevant in this structure. Usually there's an LLC agreement that lays out the terms of, of them doing business together and the limited liability company, you know, provides a shield from personal liability. Mm -hmm. So going back to our example, you're writing a blog, and you're using Carry On Friends LLC as your business name, and you get sued for defamation, and the person wins, then the only thing they can collect against is what the business Carry On Friends owns. They cannot cannot go after any of your assets that's titled in Carry On.
0: Let's take a quick break. Want to include your property in Jamaica in your U.S. will? Need to close the bank account you opened back home all those years ago? Skip the guesswork and let the Caribbean Legal Solutions team of experienced professionals take care of your legal needs. With Caribbean Legal Solutions, you get the peace of mind that only vetted and accountable legal experts can offer. Learning that you have a legal issue abroad can be stressful. Finding an attorney to help shouldn't be. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today to find the dependable legal support you need. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean legal solutions and is not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. What I like—that is what you know—and and that's important. And um, I'll go through the list. And I considered an LLC, but I didn't go with an LLC. And I'll talk about why I didn't go with an LLC because New York okay. has a special case that uh-huh. makes LLCs not so. It, it's great for, you know, what it provides, but there's an additional cost situation with the publication right. requirements right. Um, right. Right. that doesn't make it so appealing. And so for purpose of moving the interview on, um, let's talk about corporations in terms of, there are two types of corporations, yes? Right.
1: Okay. Yes, they're, they're um, non-profits and for-profits. So yes. for-profits are just called corporations. mm mm-hmm. um, The business uh, structure here is a little bit more complex Mm -hmm. Um, with a for-profit corporation. You have shareholders and you you have a board of directors and they run the business basically and they're accountable to the shareholders this requires a state level type of uh, registration. I mean, there are corporations with individual, with only one person who is everything for the corporation. Right. They, those do exist. Yes. Um, but they're, they're typically the structure of choice for larger businesses. Right. And then there are nonprofit corporations which are structured similarly to for-profits in that there's a board of directors. The person that runs it is called the executive director, mm-hmm. um, and then there are officers that, are, that work along with the executive director to run the corporation and the main difference and a lot of people get this wrong and it's and they would say something like no I don't want to form a nonprofit because you can't make any money off of it right um, but really what nonprofit means is that it doesn't mean that the, that the company can't make a profit. Mm-hmm. It can make a profit. And lots of nonprofit corporations function and they make, they make a profit. It's just that the, whatever money is made as profit has to be put back into the corporation and not be paid out to the directors or anyone else in the, in the corporation. They get paid a salary for their work. And if they do their work well and they're very successful and they make money for the corporation, then it goes back into the corporation's work, not into their pockets.
0: I see. Um, I, I'm glad that you said that because you're right. There's a general consensus that a nonprofit means you don't make money. But it's, right. it's a really clear distinction that they're allowed salaries. And um, outside of that, every any profit that is made from activities within the nonprofit should just re- be reallocated into different operating expenditures for the nonprofit itself right. all right, right cool for the the corporation itself and the only reason why i said this um and i'll use myself as a example um mm-hmm. in Corporations. There is the C corp and the S corp. And what's the difference between the C corp and the S corp?
1: Um, it's it's really it's really a, a tax designation. Mm-hmm. And when you have a C corp, you have to file a different on taxes mm-hmm. as as opposed to when you're an S corp. But that's really what the distinction is.
0: Great. So now that we've covered all these entities: um, sole proprietorship, um, general partnership, limited partnership, limited liability partnership. And then we have limited, limited, limited liability partnership. Um, and right. then we have the corporation with nonprofit and we have the for profits, which would be a C corp and an S corp. So I know that was a mouthful, but we'll get it together. Generally, you know, someone deciding which entity is best for them, how well, in addition to making sure that you're making this decision with a lawyer and accountant. And I, what's the most basic distinction that these have? Is it the legal formation or is it a tax Or is it the partners? What's the main thing that people should consider when they're thinking of which entity to start their business?
1: It's a combination of the type of business that you want to get into where you see yourself in about 10 years, and what your current financial resources are. So how that works is, so if you are getting into medical supplies business, it might just be you and uh, one partner at this point in time. But you intend at some point when your, when your revenues get to a certain point, or maybe you have a physical source, and you now you need to protect yourself from liability in terms of someone being injured. But when you get to that point, you may need to have a different type of business structure to protect yourself. You may also have, in that period of time, acquired personal assets that you need to protect in case something goes wrong with your business. So ultimately, it's, it's an analysis. It's like what your current assets are, what your business is going to be, what your plans are for that business. Do you plan to ultimately go public with it, get shareholders? Um, is that your vision for the business or do you want it to be something that you run and manage for the rest of your life? And then you pass it on to your children or a child or a relative or something like that. So once you understand that, then you know what your current financial resources are with respect to starting a business. Then you can make a decision as to which one of these entities would be best for you, understanding that maybe five years from now that would change. And so you would have to go through some type of process to change that.
0: I'm glad you said that because my my other question was, should you incorporate your side hustle? And you're basically saying the only you can incorporate your side hustle if you see your side hustle growing five, 10 years from now into something bigger than it currently is. And you know what your current, right. you know, um, financial resources are to incorporate this side hustle and grow the side hustle. So um, I'm right. glad, I'm, I'm glad you said that. So what are some common mistakes you see people make when it comes to business formation?
1: Well, I guess the most common is not fulfilling all of the registration requirements. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the things you mentioned earlier, and it's something that, you know, a couple of people I know have experienced this, a couple of clients and then just people I know, um, is for LLCs, for example, there is a publication requirement. And in New York, it's kind of crazy what you have to pay. Like, typically, if you're, if you're forming an LLC and you're going to register the business in Manhattan, then you're paying something like $1,200 for the registration fee when it costs maybe 2 250 fifty to three hundred dollars to register the LLC. Mm-hmm. So the biggest cost is in the publication. Yeah. In Brooklyn, it's a little cheaper, but not much. I think it's about eight eight hundred dollars. But then again, it depends on which newspaper is in rotation mm-hmm. when it's your when you're when ready to your do time it. to publish exactly I
0: it is so, why I didn't go with an LLC because I'm so annoyed with it it's like they choose which publication you should publish in and it's like right. I'm not gonna do that so I personally went with an S corp because I'm like no way Jose I'm not doing this like you know like right. no one cares if I start this business they like, don't right so right. I'm not gonna get into the whole you know <laughs> thing about it but anyway yeah, yeah. yeah filing so, deficiencies so, so.
1: Yeah, so that's a common problem. Another common problem is not understanding what the corporate formalities are. So when you form a corporation or you form an LLC, there are certain things that you have to do to keep up the premise that you are a business and you're a serious business right so for example with corporations you you're supposed to have board of directors you're supposed to have monthly meetings minutes of those meetings are supposed to be recorded any decisions that are being made are supposed to be recorded and that those records have to be kept on a regular basis you also there are also corporate taxes that have to be paid that are separate from income taxes that the business has to pay so new york state has you every 2 years paying a corporate tax yeah. Uh, sometimes called a franchise tax and this is just based on the 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 amount of your revenues right and then there are income taxes that you have to pay so you you also have to know that and then there's there's an in new york city for example there's an mta tax there are lots of little things that you actually need to do in order to be fully in compliance with your business
0: i'm jotting something down because (laughs) your your, your list of something i'm like "Mm -mm, i didn't do that let me write that down
1: <laughs> yeah and I mean and and this and this and the laws are constantly being changed revised updated forming a business should not be something that is that that a person should not be able to do on their own mm-hmm. but the reality is that there's so much that they can do on their own and then they need to get a professional involved just to make sure that they've covered all of their bases
0: That's good. I I, I really thank you because there's a few things I need to fix like (laughs) ASAP.
1: I'll tell you what the problem is, what happens. So if for any reason you have a corporation Mm -hmm. and you're not holding monthly meetings and you're not keeping track of this information, you don't have a separate bank account for, for the business and you're commingling your personal money with the business money, so, let's say you do get sued, and you know now the, now the person who's suing you is not only suing your corporation but they're suing you the person. So your argument is going to be, "Well, no, you know you did business with my corporation, and this corporation you know provides me a shield from uh, liability with respect to you. So, the court will now say, "Okay, was this a real corporation?" and what are, what are they going to look at to determine if it's a real corporation? They're going to look at your bu- your books and records. They're going to check to see if you functioned as a business and you kept up with all of the corporate formalities. If you have not, then they're going to do what is called piercing the veil. Piercing. So they'll they'll bypass your corporation and say, okay, this was not... This was, this was just like your bank account. You didn't, you didn't treat this like a, like, a, like, a, like a business. You didn't handle the, the, the corporation's affairs like it was a separate entity. And so we're not going to regard it as a separate entity. We're going to regard it as a sole proprietorship mm-hmm. and allow this person to satisfy their judgment against you on your personal assets as well. Oh,
0: boy. People... Listen up, listen up and find your nearest lawyer or accounting professional. Get your business situation in order. You know, that really settles the question of co-mingling of you know, right. that's like it's 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 something that everyone, almost everyone who's out there content creating, doing their side hustles, it's it's what the easiest thing to do because mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I said in another podcast. You know, you're a small business, you're trying to do the right thing, you know, your blog may not be generating revenues of money, yet the bank is going to charge you a really large sum just to open a bank account. And if you don't meet a monthly requirement of like maybe 15,000 or how much thousand a month, you're going to be paying like at least $30 in bank fees a month which right. you know adds up so boy you know every way you take it you can't it's, win
1: it's it's hard um so i mean i mean you, i think part of that is that you do have to find a bank that will that is that is that is there to encourage small business mm-hmm. um and that will charge you know maybe $10 a month right um regardless of your balance and a, and a lot of them do like if you can't maintain the minimum balance then they'll just charge you $10 a month right uh and then you just can't get free checking um and then you know you have the alternatives like PayPal and stuff like that where you can keep money there you can have people pay you there and but you you have to pay the fees which is similar to paying like the bank service charge yeah. to transfer that money into your bank account
0: uh, uh that 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 works with me but you know to be <laughs> honest i'm using the PayPal um structure because i'm like you know and i really really wanted to do the bank even my own personal bank i'm just like You can't give me a break. I have this amount of accounts here. You can't give me a break. No. You know, we could give you a break for the first three months, but after that, it kicks in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, Your banks are good. Just like.
0: As we say in the Caribbean, they might be it all for the fees. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. All right, friends. This is where I'll I'll be ending part one of episode 36. Part two will be covering protecting your brand. And that will be available on June 21st. So make sure that you download it. You check it on the blog. And as always, until next time, walk good. Okay, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S dot com. Thank you for tuning in to Carry On, friends. Before I go, remember Caribbean Legal Solutions connects you with experienced and vetted attorneys across the Caribbean, ensuring that you or your family or friend find reliable help back home to deal with land issues, wills and probate matters. Their network spans Jamaica, Trinidad, Guyana, Grenada, Dominica, Barbados, St. Vincent, and more. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com and give them a call today. This ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended to be legal advice. As always, consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation.